0: Hello and welcome to the Creative Chat presented by the Destination Imagination Alumni Council. I'm David Rousseau. In each episode of this podcast, we'll talk with alumni of the Destination Imagination Challenge who experience about how they use creativity and problem solving in their everyday life and career. We'll also explore how Destination Imagination helped shape their lives into what they are today. Destination Imagination is a global educational nonprofit dedicated to inspiring the next generation of innovators, leaders, and creative problem solvers. Through the challenge experience, students solve one of six different open-ended STEAM-based challenges that build upon the skills they learned in the classroom. In just a moment, we'll be joined by Tech Sergeant Tim Sense of the U.S. Air Force, an alumnus from New York, who is a Client Systems Technician at Scott Air Force Base near St. Louis, Missouri. Him. Welcome to the Creative Chat. Hey, thanks for having me. So, what is a client systems technician and how long have you been doing it?
1: Um, so so I've been, I've been a client systems tech for about 11 years. This will be my 11th year. Uh, but basically it's in layman's terms it's pretty much just a IT nerd. Basically, we um, man a help desk and we do all sorts of troubleshooting whether it's uh, people's Outlook or email or their internet connection or basically upgrading their computers
0: or fixing day-to-day things, basically. So, Well, I mean, just an IT nerd with COVID, everybody's using IT. So it sounds pretty important to me. Has any of that impacted the Air Force at all? Oh, sure. So um, during the actual pandemic,
1: we had to move everybody to teams so they could uh, communicate from home. And that was a pretty large undertaking because Just in our unit, we had to migrate about 800 people in a couple weeks time. So, um, so multiply that by everybody across the Air Force and our sister components, you know, the Army, Marines, uh, Navy. I'm sure they did the same thing. Um, And it was a pretty monumental task. And honestly, we couldn't have done it without Microsoft
0: Teams. So. Wow, that sounds like a huge undertaking. so are there a lot of people in the military that are now working, not necessarily on the base but from home so
1: um as restrictions start to lift and we i guess honestly after we started figuring out more and more about the actual virus, we've um been slowly um, bringing people back um, I was deployed for six months and I just got back in January, but before then um we were still completely all remote and then uh while we were gone, we started bringing people back, and this—I'm actually in St. Louis right now, and uh, this was my first rollback back in person since uh, probably March of last year. Oh wow! So, so it, we've been going quite a while.
0: <laughs> that seems pretty interesting. Now, you said you were deployed. Where were you last deployed to, and how has the pandemic affected deployment? I know growing up as a military brat, there were you know TDYs and all sorts of deployment. what, is, what has COVID done to those deployments, and where were you? Oh, sure. Um, So I was in uh, Kuwait, specifically
1: Ali Asalim Air Base. Uh, And so this was my third-ish deployment. And this was by far the most difficult just because um, to get out there, you'd have to quarantine for 14 to 20 days. Once you got there, um, you could pretty much only go from your your dorm room or your barracks to work and back or to the gym and back. Uh, There was not really... Pretty much total lockdown. Think about what most people dealt with back home and multiply that by three. Jeez, that seems and pretty daunting. Yeah. So, um, and then just to get back, we had to do another 14 or 20 days of uh, um, the ROM, they call it like uh, limited movement or whatever. Okay. So.
0: Now, what about with the vaccine? Um, has this Is this going to help things at all? I know there's a couple of contenders with the vaccine out there. Is this going to help speed things along? Um, I think so.
1: They're still being pretty careful. Um, they haven't made the vaccine mandatory for the military yet that I know of. Um, but I know they, they're making it available. But for the most part, they're pretty much continuing the same uh, um,
0: risk mitigation, I guess they would call it. Okay. Um, Until we're kind of back to normal. Awesome. So, you know, you said just an IT guy, but I I think based on my experience anyway, especially being um, field staff before the pandemic, then being like having to be based out of my home instead of being based out of an office the times I was in an office, it sounds like a pretty important role when you're trusted with national security and those that are helping defend our country. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. So the Air Force... Tell me about your experiences. Um, have you used any of your DI skills in, in the Air Force at all? Has it helped you along your path and your career? Oh, for, for sure. I think um, uh, I joined the Air Force pr-
1: probably five years after high school, which is when I did most of my DI stuff. Um, and uh, actually, I got selected for a special duty while I was in the Air Force, Tops and Blue, which was basically kind of like a morale USO type uh, performance group slash band or whatever. And a lot of the creativity and um, out-of-the-box thinking that was fostered by the DI program, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I didn't think about it at the time, but I'm pretty sure most of the things I did were because of, you know, the growth that I had in in high school with DI. Um, Just... Just thinking out of the box, coming up with new solutions, you know, kind of communicating during um, during like a trying time, you know, all that you you get when you're doing DI because it's not just you running the show. You have to work with what, four, five, six other people to all come to a conclusion or solve a problem. And uh, that definitely helped with my regular job in the Air Force and for sure during that time uh when i was performing with the band wow so you were with the band what was that like um so basically they selected 30 people from across the air force and um this group basically we went from base to base all over the world for an entire year uh performing kind of like a variety show um so we did country music uh hip hop you know classic uh not classic but um, oldies all, all that kind of stuff and basically we our job was to go from base to base and deploy to locations to you know basically as a
0: morale type thing right uh, we now had me- our
1: own shows do everything you know
0: yeah now i remember in high school being in band with you um and so talk to us about like what instrument did you play or instruments in the in these shows um you know how did that work
1: well in high school i played the tuba <laughs>
0: So okay, I definitely, yeah. I definitely didn't
1: do that in the Air Force, but uh I got picked up as a singer/guitar player.
0: Um And I remember you doing some stuff outside of band with that. Oh yeah, I mean just just fooling around trying to impress the girls, of course. Yeah, and you were you were really good, so I think that's it's only fair that that they put you in that position. That's really cool, especially to be one of 30.
1: Yeah, you know, it was it was, it was a great experience, Probably one that I'll for sure never forget. Um I mean, we got to see a lot of places, uh I think I in that time I went to between 15 and 20 different countries.
0: That's awesome. So. That's really incredible. Well, we know DI teaches creativity, collaboration, critical thinking. How how have those core skills helped you be successful in your job? What 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 would you think, you know, what are some applications that maybe you could share with us?
1: Um so in your normal day-to-day IT Guy life, I guess you could call it. Um, Anything and everything goes wrong in IT. And it's, you know, no one, no one necessarily notices when things are going right, but everybody notices when they're going wrong. Um, So uh, just having the skills to go through and troubleshoot different things and try and figure out uh, what, what could be causing this or what could be causing that or um maybe this is working but this isn't working when i do this or when i click this button what happens or when i don't click that button but i click this button and double shift and do all you know it it can go on and on but uh i know i noticed um i'm not saying i'm like a superstar or anything but i mean i feel like a lot of the skills that i've acquired in or sharpened in the air force during my you know day-to-day job i can definitely attribute like a solid foundation um from doing programs like DI or even like band or any of those you know um programs that we do when we're younger that
0: you know pretty much sharpens our minds and you know you know yeah tries to absolutely help us, help us absolutely grow. yeah i i imagine critical thinking probably plays a huge role you know like you said with it no one really notices like even our experience is just getting this ready for the podcast you know, I was having a simple headphone issue that just 10 minutes ago, my headphones worked fine. And you don't really notice until something goes wrong. And when it goes wrong, sometimes it can go terribly wrong. Uh, New York actually had our affiliate tournament today with New Jersey virtual, of course. And uh, long story short is in the middle of one of the performances, the system went down. And so you, you don't notice these things until you really need to. And it took a lot of critical thinking and collaboration with others to get it back up and running. We had it back up and running in under five minutes. That's pretty impressive when you're coordinating two affiliates. And so I just imagine if I scaled it up to the Air Force and the military, you know, critical thinking and collaboration with others as well as some creativity. Sometimes it's a matter of, you know, the doctor, you need to go to the doctor and you say, my arm hurts when I move it like this. And the doctor looks and goes, well, then don't move it like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine that that those skills you picked up and learned and sharpened when you were in, in doing DI that definitely... Like I said, like you said before, IT, you don't notice it until it doesn't work, and then then you need help. Um, and then you've got about 300 IT guys sweating bullets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and just my own personal experiences with my father in the military, I know that, you know, problems roll downhill, right? And so everyone's oh, going to be yeah. sweating bullets until it gets done. <laughs> and then put that in a deployed location where, you know,
1: actual bullets are flying. And then... Absolutely. You know, so then it's even more stressful. I'm pretty ah. sure... I'm 34 years old and I'm pretty sure I've already got a couple of gray hairs.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I can only imagine like, you know, trying to repair my computer while someone's actively, you know, shooting at me or trying to bomb our base. That would, that would be, that would be a nightmare in my opinion.
1: Yeah. You know, there,
0: there were days. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine.
1: So, Even in the band there were days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't make that connection either, but it. it You guys are deploying to war zone territories and territories where people don't like us. So these things happen. Yeah, they for sure do. So why should someone be interested in doing what you do, whether that's just being a part of the Air Force or specifically going in and and being a client systems technician?
1: Um, Honestly, uh, just speaking from the Air Force perspective, um, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't say it turned my life around cause I was never like in a bad spot, but after college I went for music business and, and I originally started as a tuba player. Um, but after I got out of college, I didn't really have any direction because what am I going to do with this degree? Um, and, uh, my brother's in the army. Um, and I kind of saw that it was working out for him. So I joined the air force and they taught me a whole new set of skills. Um, and Kind of pushed me to be more self-sufficient and pushed me through a lot of the limitations i thought i had especially in like you know you go through basic training and then tech school and you know i'm not not gonna say they you know hardened me to the point where you know nothing bothers me you know but definitely you don't realize how tough you are until you go through these things um and just the the benefits of being in the air force Um, The people you meet in the Air Force, the connections you meet that benefit you, you know, after you're long out of the Air Force or, you know, same can be said for the other sister services, for sure. Um, The experience itself just, you know, for the most part, just put me on a completely different path that I never thought uh, was possible, honestly. If you asked me 15 years ago if I thought I'd, you know, be in the military as an IT guy, I would have probably laughed at you you know (laughs) yeah but um as far as um be being a client systems tech in the air force uh basically i I wanted to find something that i could use in the civilian world um but um which has been great it's been a whole new set of skills that um will benefit me for probably the rest of my life you know as i
0: (laughs) try and help my parents program their computers (laughs) but uh yeah. That, I mean, co- that commercial comes to mind where the, the kid grandkids go see the grandparents and they ring the doorbell and they go, Oh, so glad you're here. And they just drop it in their hands and go, none of this works. <laughs> you know, that, that happens more often than you'd think, especially,
1: you know, with a Colonel will show up and be like, ah, you know, my cell phone doesn't work. Well, did you turn it on? <laughs> right. <laughs> did you turn well, it off and then on again? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, but besides, you know, just being an IT guy, I can say that about most of the jobs in the air force you know as long as you you know have the right frame of mind you know there's not a bad job in the air force for sure um and then if you don't like your job you can always just choose a new one you know right
0: yeah there's a lot of flexibility like i said i think uh people are kind of limited in scope they hear air force and they automatically think fighter pilot or bomber wing or, or something like that, or infantry. And they don't realize that there's actually a lot of career opportunities, um, in the military that aren't necessarily those fighting positions, um, directly rather, you still might wind up at a base in enemy territory, but, um, you know, there's a lot of options and flexibility to pick and choose. And for the most part, at least my, my growing up, I saw a lot of support for, for people who wanted to do that. Um, I know we had the freedom and flexibility to, to recommend, uh, or or suggest or or apply for areas we preferred over areas we didn't prefer for bases around the country, uh, based on what my father did. So, um, have you, where are some places you've been stationed that have been really interesting to you? So, um, technically my only permanent duty station has been Scott. Okay. Um,
1: So I got there in 2011 ish after basic and tech school. Um, I spent five years there. And then, um, I kind of, so Scott air force base is one of those places where there's a lot of generals, a lot of headquarters buildings, a lot of that going on. So people tend to get stuck there. Yeah. Um, So I chose to go air national guard, still stationed at Scott air force base, but I moved down to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so, um, but that being said, the guard, depending on what you do, they'll send you all over the place. So they sent me to Germany and Italy, Hawaii. Uh, we went to Japan the year before COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity to travel and do all these, you know, cool things you hear
0: about. Um, I mean, so springboarding is what you do. Yeah. So. Springboarding off that. How could someone who is interested in doing what you do get started in it either while they're still in high school or, after they've gone, maybe they, maybe they decide to enlist or maybe they decide to do OTC or maybe they decide to do tech school or maybe they decide to do college first and then go, you know, OTC, which is officer training, uh, OTS rather, officer training school. Um, how, how would someone go about doing that?
1: Um, one of the things I wish maybe I had done was probably ROTC. Okay. So um, that seems like a really good um, opportunity. Basically, you're going to school for free and then once you get out you go uh and commission and be an officer right away. Um I didn't think that I wanted to join the military when I was in college, so I graduated and then and then joined. Um, okay. But basically I just went to um a recruiter and I'm not totally sure how recruiting's done now with you know with COVID and everything. Um you could probably find more information on like the Air Force website or the Air National Guard website. Um, I think, I think you basically just submit an application now and they call you, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Gotcha. Um, but anybody that's thinking about doing it, I would give the ROTC thing
0: a try because that's one of the things I wish I would have done, for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, so or kind of getting to the near of our interview. Oh, we've got this instant finish where I'm just going to kind of fire a few things at you um and just you know briefly describe uh, a couple of the things so the first one is in 10 words or less what is your favorite di experience let's see 10 words
1: or less uh finding weird people to trade pins with is that nice. less than 10 words yes it is It's exactly seven to words this day, i still have i still have all my my pins from you know other other countries and other States and actually just moved into a new house. And I found that stuff in a
0: box of things. That's awesome. Yeah. I still have mine as well. They're cool. Collectible. What was the coolest skill you learned in DI? Um,
1: coolest slash probably most useful. Um, I was definitely a shy kid growing up, like super shy, like would keep my head down. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of friends. Um, Di definitely helped me come out of my shell um, and basically just go, grow confidence. Um, there's no way I'd do some of the things that I do now, you know, um, especially performing in front of uh, thousands of people at certain points uh, with the band. Uh, there's no way I would have done any of that had I not basically um, basically scared myself in high school through di doing that stuff you know because at globals you know you're doing all that stuff in, in front of I, I remember the big crowds of people i know it's been a, a little while but i remember doing some of those performance things in front of like large audiences and that scared the crap out of me
0: <laughs> pardon my french <laughs> i mean as a young middle schooler watching the high school team paved the way for us because we knew there wasn't a high school team there i remember sitting in that audience. And watching you and others on the first high school team blow it out of the water and repeating lines. There are lines I remember from your skit to this day that still come up in conversation with my friends. And we're like, remember when that happened and how they got away with it? So um, <laughs> if you guys, and I'm sure you remember what I'm talking about, but I remember that um, if, if coming out of your shell was an issue, uh, I will definitely say that, uh, that I remember watching one of the performances and just being like, wow, that's incredible. They, they, these guys nail it. So that's really cool that that skill helped you. Um, oh, sure. In your opinion, what is the best material for an instant challenge? Uh, duct tape. Duct tape? For, for sure. You can do anything with it. You can. And you are <laughs> never too old to play with duct tape. No. What was your, uh, who was your biggest fan during DI? Um, I, th- I'm pretty sure I'd have to say Beth Brothman. Um, okay. and Beth, started, who is, who is Beth Brothman? So Just- she, cause I know uh, who she
1: is, but for our listeners. So when I was in first grade, uh, I got picked up for this, uh, it was called the SAIL program. I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but something about like advanced learning or something. And she basically, she pulled you out of class or your, you know, your classroom for an hour every every other week or something. And you do like a project or like some sort of you'd learn about something cool. You know, um, I had this whole project about Peregrine Falcons, you know, in second grade when, you know, <laughs> super fun, wacky stuff. But then as we got older, she, you know, introduced us to Odyssey of the Mind. And finally in high school, I, I joined her for DI. And she's one of the, the teachers that you know, kind of pushed me forward, you know, come, come out of your shell, man, you know? And by the end of high school, she kind of, I don't know, you know, in the military, we call them after action reports, but she, you know, basically sat down with me one day and she's like, the person you've grown into in the last three years or five years or 10 years is incredible, you know? And, you know, she basically had tears in her eyes when she was realizing one of her original kids was growing up, you know? That's so, awesome.
0: Yeah, I remember sitting down with her and getting, you know, a similar speech when I, probably not so much at the end of my sale career, rather, it was at the end of my schooling. And I came back as one of the chaperones for the younger kids in sale that do their big project. And I remember having that conversation with her at dinner one night. Um, yeah, a great, inspirational lady, led many teams and, and really put a lot of effort into kids. Um, so that's, that's really cool. Um, how would you explain your DI experience in three words? Uh, three words. Oh man.
1: Uh, try not to pull any cliches because <laughs> there's so many, uh, growth. Um, what's a good word for, uh, growth and maturity for sure would be two. And, uh, obviously creativity. Like I know those are all overused words, but uh, I mean, just the person I went into when, went in when I started the program and the person I came out, you know, completely night and day, you know, um, even my other teachers noticed,
0: you know, the difference in confidence and, you know. I mean, if those are the words that describe them, and it's true, and and that's that's where it is, then that's where they the chips fall. And I, I think that, you know, like I said, um, being fortunate enough to have have known you and watched the progress, it, I I think that those are three great words. And whether they're cliche or not, the truth is the truth. And and so I, I think that that's great that it helped that's you. Sure. Um. So the last thing we have is that for our other viewers, um would you be willing for people to reach out to you or follow you along in your journey as you keep going through your career? Oh yeah, definitely. And how could people do that?
1: Um, probably, uh, the social media mode I use most is probably Instagram. Um, awesome. And what is your Instagram handle? Uh, it's at Tim of the North. Uh, (laughs) So I, I still take the whole Buffalo thing with me wherever I go.
0: Hey, a lot <laughs> of people do. Have you? I mean, you saw when with the Super Bowl, there were Bills fans in Florida. I mean, <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> well, I was watching
1: Bills games at four in the morning over in Kuwait. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, it's uh, Tim underscore um, of
0: underscore the underscore North. Awesome. Personally, from myself and on behalf of the Alumni Council, I want to thank you for your service that you're doing for our country. Um, I don't think it's often said enough because it's such a an underappreciated um, career. I think a lot of it sometimes is taken for granted. So from those of us on the Alumni Council, myself personally as well, thank you for your service. Um, and we really, really hope that you continue to remain safe, especially during this pandemic, uh, throughout your career. And I'm hoping that there's a lot of excited things to continue to watch uh, as you keep going through your career. Um, I hope Nashville is nice and warm. We had an 80 degree day today and we're going to be going back down up here in Buffalo. We're going to be going back down in the 50s. Um, But again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
1: This has been the Creative Chat presented by the Destination Imagination Alumni Council. This episode has been produced by David Russo with Michael Russell. Additional help by Kate Nylander, Angela House, and Sanaa Witherspoon. You can visit us online at destinationimagination.org. You can find us on Facebook at Destination Imagination AAP, on Instagram at DI Alumni, and on Twitter at DI alumni. You can send your questions or comments to alumni council at DIHQ.org. For all of us at the DI Alumni Council, thanks for listening. Stay creative, and we'll see you next time.